Welcome to the Cross Current Radio Show, your spiritual speaker's corner, broadcast and podcast. Hello again, I'm Corey McKenna, and welcome to Fishing at the Falls on TCC Radio, a series providing exclusive coverage of extreme team missions in Niagara Falls with the Cross Current. So far, we've introduced you to the what, the who, and the why of extreme team missions with the Cross Current. And this time, in our final part four called Extreme Multiplication, we'll cover the how of extreme team missions. How you can get equipped to champion the cause of the gospel in your own local church and multiply the ministry of local missions in others. And let me again set the table for this episode with a personal testimony of how the Lord has graciously led me to be a multiplier of ministry. It was many years ago. On another Friday night, my friend and ministry partner Jeff Martling and I were walking together downtown in our hometown intending to share Christ. But somehow, I got sidetracked and found myself complaining again about the lack of laborers in the church. Jesus wasn't kidding when he said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few, was he? Like, Are we the only ones who get this gospel preaching thing? Well, it was shortly thereafter that the Holy Spirit convicted me to the core to seek Christ for an attitude adjustment. And thankfully, Jesus provides a solution for this labor problem in that very same passage, saying, Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So that's what I did. I prayed. And the word I heard would change my life and witness forever. As I searched the scriptures, I got a strong sense from the Lord that he was saying to me something like this. You need them as much as they need you. What? God was giving me a biblical vision of a biblical church being Christ's witnesses together. Picture this, Christian. What if? What if everyone in your church was sharing the gospel together in accordance with our God-given gifts to the glory and praise of Christ? With the prayers praying, with the counselors counseling, with the preachers preaching all as the gospel is being shared, all hands on deck, equipped by example to be Christ's witnesses together. Now, if you're anything like me, you're likely thinking, look, that's a glorious picture there, Slick, but who's going to equip my church by example and how? The answer, you are. And God has already told you how. According to Matthew 28 and Mark 16, we're not just called to be disciples of Christ, but we're commanded to make disciples of Christ and to individually go and preach the gospel. One Christ follower leading another Christ follower to share Christ is just basic disciple making, and we should all be faithfully engaged in that. But in the time we have left, I want to encourage you about the need for equipping 
evangelists, or what we call church champions, Christ followers who champion the cause of the gospel in their churches and equip others to do the same, multiplying evangelism church-wide. Ephesians 4 verses 11 and 12 tell us that Christ has given evangelists to his church not just to evangelize the lost, but to also equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up his body. This may surprise you, but at TCC, we believe that the role of the evangelist is not primarily to seek and save the lost. It's to equip the church to seek and save the lost. Hear this. The benchmark of an equipping evangelist is not how many times you personally share the gospel. It's how many saints are preaching Christ because you preached Christ. And let's look again at the big picture here. If preaching the gospel and making disciples is the goal, as an evangelist, I could either share the gospel alone on any given day and perhaps sow a dozen seeds for Christ, which is a good thing. Or I could equip a dozen or more Christ followers to share the gospel and sow hundreds or even thousands of seeds for Christ like we do on Extreme Team Missions. Can you see why multiplying the ministry of evangelism in others is so vital to the long-term health and growth of your local church? That's why equipping evangelists are so important. And that's why the primary mission of the Cross Current is to equip equipping evangelists. TCC equips evangelism leaders in their churches by example to in turn equip their own saints for the work of local missions ministry. And now for the fourth and final time, let's again go fishing at the falls. In the studio and on the street with the Cross Current Radio Show. Hello. Hey guys, you guys want to be in radio? No. Where are you from? Russia. Russia? Yeah. I'm part Russian, one quarter. My, my, gra- my, my great-grandmother's name was Lebedov. I'm told it means the swan. No, no he, he's from Russia. You're, I'm from Austria. Okay. So we're broadcasting now, but I would love to ask you guys one question that we're asking people today. Can I ask you? And you're from Austria, Mexico? Mexico. And Russia. Yeah. And you guys know each other how? I'll tell you the question in a sec. How do you know each other? Cool. You guys are literally like around the world here, right, right yeah, in front of me. Of All right, so let's let's see how everyone answers this question. Are you, are you mic shy? Is that a camera, man? I know, I know. <laughs> All right, so here's the question. The question is, what do you guys believe happens after someone leaves this earth? Someone dies. Where do they go? What's Austria say? We're going to do the United Nations here. No, no. Oh, Austria has no answer. Russian. <laughs> What do you guys believe? What happens? They go to heaven. Heaven. Do you guys do you guys understand that? Heaven? Yeah. Do you I don't believe, believe. It? You don't believe in heaven? No. I don't believe God, heaven, and any other He's okay. atheist. Atheist, alright. Atheist, we say atheist, alright. So so you guys you guys say uh, heaven. Heaven? Mm, no. No? What? Uh, Have you guys talked about this before? You'll have something good to talk about at supper here. Okay, so you believe heaven. Why do you believe that? I don't know because of my religion. That's the way you've been religion, raised. Yeah. But what about what about what's the truth, guys? Here's the big question: Is what's the truth? Because you know what I find? I find the truth is true whether I subjectively believe it or not, right? So how how do you think God determines who gets heaven and who gets hell? I don't know. Actions. Your actions. Yeah. Your works. 
The Bible actually says we have a creator. You're, you're not the product of, a, of, a, of evolution. You've been created by God, special. Matter of fact, it says fearfully and wonderfully made. But the thing is, is that that creator actually has claims over us. And what that means is that we have, we have ignored God. We've rebelled against God. Have you guys heard of the Ten Commandments? Ten, you've never heard of the Ten Commandments in the Bible? Moses gets the Ten Commandments from God and they basically say, don't lie. One says, don't lie. Have you guys lied? You've lied before? Come on. You've lied. Have you stolen? Have you taken? How the downloaded music you didn't pay for? Oh, yeah. All right, stealing. Right? Have you guys ever uh, used God's name as a swear word? You, as, a, as a word that is not appropriate. Disrespectful use of God's name. There's not a Spanish word or Mexican word for that? No? You have? Okay. One other says, guys, you shouldn't, you shouldn't commit adultery. Adultery is when you have a spouse, uh, you're married, and you cheat on your husband or wife. Now, you're not married. No. But you know what it also says? That if you look at somebody who's not your spouse with desire, that's not, you know, like if you've looked at stuff on the internet you shouldn't have, you're, you're busted because God sees your heart. The guys track with this now. Whether you say you believe this or not is not the point. You guys know that people who don't believe in gravity, they don't float away. It's the truth or it's not. And here's what God says. Every one of you guys and me are guilty. We've lied. We've stolen. We've, 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 we've lusted. We've coveted things. We've not kept God first. Here's the problem. The Bible actually says because God is good and he's our creator, he will punish us for rejecting him and for sinning against him. Now, you said you don't believe in God. I get that. Well, let me ask you this. Hell. They got, you know what that means, hell? It's the idea that it's a judgment of God. Right? Does it concern you that if you die tonight and this God you supposedly don't believe in judges you, he looks at your life, he looks at your words, your actions, your thought life, the intentions of your heart, he finds you guilty. Would it concern you that forever and ever and ever and ever, we're not talking 10 minutes here, God is forever, heaven is forever, hell is forever. Would it concern you guys that if God gave you justice, that you could be somewhere like that forever? We are late. Hmm? You have to go. You're late. Okay. Can I can I give you the summary? This is really important. Here's here's the, here's the way this summarizes, guys. Because by, by my math, we're all guilty. We're all deserving of, of God's judgment. But here's what God did. God's so kind and merciful. God steps into this world in the person of Jesus Christ. I'm a Christian pastor. Okay? I'm a pastor. He lives, Jesus Christ lives a perfect life. He gives his perfect life as a perfect payment for the sins of those who would believe. He dies in my place on the cross. He takes my punishment on the cross. He comes back from the dead three days later. And now he says, please repent of your sin. Turn from your sin and put your faith in Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If you reject this, this message, and you can, you have a choice. The problem is you will pay for your own sin. But God is sending guys like me to talk to people, even from around the world, very cool, to say, guys, please, we're all sinners, we're all guilty, but Jesus Christ came to pay that price. What do you guys think about that? It's a very, very, very quick talk, but will you guys at least think about that a little bit? You're young, I know, and but boy, oh boy, guys, this is serious business. You only die once, and then we're judged, the Bible says, so please think about it. Teach you to say hello, hey, on my microphone. You said hello, and I got you. Nice to, nice to talk to you guys. Please think about this, guys. 
we're only out here. We're not judging people. We're out here because we love people. And we're saying, please think about it. Yeah. Thank you. Good guys. Thank you. Okay. Have a good day. Bye bye, guys. So here's the thing. A lot of people think that God's goodness is going to be what gets them into heaven. But I'm here to tell you that. Did you ever think of it that God's goodness is your is your greatest problem, Tim? Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Right. So, do you ever think of you ever think of the fact that because God is good, He also needs to be just, right? He needs to bring justice against our sin. So, 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 just for example, if I lie to my um, my my two year old, I've got, I've got a two year old. Do you think he's going to catch on? Um, it depends how early. But probably, probably not. What's gonna What's he going to do to me? Um, he'll look at you in a different way. Yeah, but but there's not much going to happen in, in terms of that. Now, if I lie to my wife. It's going to be probably a night on the couch, right? <laughs> yeah, right? You're going to have some different problems. Yeah. That's right. In order, exactly. When I lied to my two-year-old, I didn't have to go out in the couch. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, now, yeah, if I lie to my boss, what happens then? Ah, you're going to get fired. Right. Lose my uh, job. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I lie to a Supreme Court judge, what's going to happen then? Well, you took a note, so, I mean, we'll see how good your lawyer is. Yeah, but what's, what's going to happen if I find guilty? Uh, I'm going to jail, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You're going to jail. Now, I lie to an infinite holy God, one time, deserves an infinite holy payment. What we deserve is to spend an eternity paying for our sin. That's what we justly deserve. Yeah. Now, like I said before, in light of that, would that concern you that if you die tonight and God were to give you justice toward your sin, because number one, he's good, he's holy, he's just. Number two, what we justly deserve is to spend an eternity paying for our sin. Would that concern you? Um, no, not really. Why not? Um, I, I don't really know what I feel about the whole paying for your sins. I believe you're on this earth for like a for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what that reason is? Uh, to live to be the best person you can. To honor and glorify God. We were created in His image to honor and glorify Him. So when we sin, we fail to portray who God really is. We fail to, like when we lie, God doesn't lie, right? So we're, 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 we're portraying God as a liar and he doesn't lie, yeah. right? So that, that's what sin is. We fail to portray God for who he is. So he, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, Tim, what we believe. At the end of the day, I think you'll agree with this statement, what's true is going to always be true. Like if I told you I don't believe in vehicles or, or cars or trucks and I stood out in the middle of the road here, how long would it be before I get run over? Pretty quickly. Yeah, Pretty know. quick, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. It doesn't matter what we believe or want to be true. What I'm trying to say is what's true is always going to be true. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. yeah, of course. So if you were to die tonight and God were to give you justice for your sins, you realize that justly what you deserve is to spend an eternity paying for your sin. Yeah, I agree. Now, do you, do you know what God did for us, Tim? Do you have any idea what God did for us in terms that justice and mercy or, or that justice was satisfied? Well, I mean, I guess that depends how religious you are. If you truly believe in God and nothing else than that, then you'll have that mindset. But I don't know. I don't know exactly do, do, what my do, mindset okay, is. You don't, okay. Well, here's what God did. All right, I'll explain it to you. 2,000 years ago, in time, space, and history, God came down. Jesus Christ. He was fully God. He was fully man. 100% God, 100% man. Right? So what I mean by that is he could identify with us on a human level. He knew what it was like to be tired. Okay? He knew what it was like uh, to be sick or 
or he knew what it was like to hurt, you know, when someone yelled at him or whatever. Like, he totally knows what it's like to be human. So he's 100% human, but he's yet 100% God. And so he lived the perfect life. So he never lied. He never lusted. never stole. He never hated. Right? He, here's the thing. When he, when he was 33 years old, he went to the cross. What happened on the cross was not just the fact that he suffered at the hands of Romans. Okay, he did. But more than that, it says in Isaiah, in the Bible, in Isaiah it says, it pleased the Father to crush him, talking about his son. There was a prophecy that was going to take place. What did he mean by that? Well, here, here's, what, here's what he meant. I, I know, I'm just explaining this to you, right? In 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, God made him who knew no sin to become sin so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Right? So what happened is when Jesus was on the cross, he became our sin. Right? So what happened is the, the sin that we committed, time, past, present, future, for all the people that are going to repent and put their faith and trust in Jesus, he took on that sin on the cross and God the Father poured out the just wrath that we deserve to spend an eternity paying for that was satisfied in Jesus Christ on the cross. I don't know if you've ever heard it explained that way before. But, but here, here's the thing. The only way for you and I to be saved, doesn't matter how much good we do, we can never outweigh our bad. It's like going to the courtroom. And if I, if I was in a courtroom and I told the judge that, you know what, I've done a lot of good things, I don't believe in you, and I started walking out the back, how far would I get? Before the bailiff would tackle me. Yeah, not far. You can't get past the judicial system. That's right. Same with God. doesn't matter what we believe about him or what we want to be true. At the end of the day, what's true is true. And even more than that, Romans 1 says that we all know that there's a God. And we're all going to be held accountable for the sins that we've committed. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of The Cross Current. Will you help hear H-E-A-R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st. But to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. To pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. So people, what are we doing here today? We are talking about the hope of the world, which is gospel and message of Jesus Christ. And we are here to plead with you to turn away from your sins. And if you're to believe that you don't have any sins, well, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that every single person is born with a natural sinfulness. We don't become sinners when we sin. We are, we are sinners because that's our nature. So the Bible says that we will be responsible for our sins. I mean, the question is, how many times did you do something that you knew it was wrong, but you did it anyway? And if you think that you have the answers for what your life is all about, if it's not from the Bible, then you don't have an answer. Because the question is, how do you understand who you are if you don't believe that you're a creation made in the image of God? I see many people believe that they will be okay when they die, because they've been a, a pretty good people. But the question is, what's the standard that you're using to declare yourself good? Well, listen, God is a loving and just God. He is a forgiving God. And here's the answer to the question. The ultimate question is, if God is a holy, just God, 
how can he look at wicked people like you and me and forgive us and still be just? Here it is. God sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ. God became man in the flesh. It was He was fully man and fully God. He lived a perfect life, a life that we could not live. He was perfect in thought, word, and deed. Just think about that for a minute. How many times have we been perfect in thought, word, and deed? We haven't. We've totally rebelled. And yet Christ came. He lived a righteous life, the Bible says. The Bible says that he is one who committed no sin. He committed no sin. He was righteous and holy. According to God's plan, he was righteous in every thought, word, deed before, before the Father. And he went to the cross. At the hands of the Romans, he was beat, tortured, tortured whipped. He was stabbed. They mocked him and they put a, a, a twisted a, a crown of thorns around his head. They, they dressed him in a purple robe and they mocked him. And then they put him on the cross. Hey, listen, this is, the, this is it right here. You need to get this part. God the Father poured his wrath upon Jesus Christ in that moment. And our sinful nature, our genuine guilt, was poured upon Christ on the cross in that moment. It says that the cup of wrath was poured upon Christ. It says that it pleased the Father to crush him. Christ did not become sinful in his own nature, but he took on our sin, our genuine guilt of our sin upon himself on the cross. It was God's wrath that was poured upon Jesus Christ so that it was the perfect sacrifice he paid in full in that moment. He said that it is finished, meaning that it was paid in full. How will you use your experience here to multiply in others the work of evangelism ministry in your own local church? This is a, a powerful question. How am I going to use my influence uh, from what happened today to encourage others to share the gospel? And I think what I would say, number one, is that I would encourage people to lose their fear. And that fear is, is, not, is uh, an automatic thing, but perfect love casts out fear. And I think when we see the need to share the gospel in other people, that that is the greatest motivating force for us. So I would encourage people to let go of that and to see the need in other people and share the gospel boldly. How will you use your evangelism experience here to multiply in others the work of evangelism ministry in your own local church? Well, it's great because this is like really encouraging. So when we go back, we're going to want to share with everybody else and let them know what we're doing. And, and uh, it's fun and it's faith building and it's uh, a, a building um, between each of us too as members of our same church. So um, we can really encourage each other that way. Well, I'm going to use it the way the Lord allows me to use it. If that's a good, good answer. That's, right? a great, that's the safest answer you could ever give. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, just with the, the, the quick tips that we've learned, um, just even some of the conversation starters with the tracks, uh, I think it's great because, yeah, it, you know, we can share with our friends, hey, listen, this is what we need to be doing anyway. You might as well get good at it now, and here's some simple ways to do it. Well, um, we have our own ministry at our church, and I like to go back and, and encourage other people and just tell them about how um, good of a time it was and how much encouragement I had. Um, but fundamentally, my responsibility is to my family, my wife, and my children, 
and uh, we sort of started this journey together that we both want to be into evangelism and I feel it's my duty she has to be home with the kids right now but I'm coming to learn uh, about it so that I can take it home to her and help her um, grow in this as well. This summer we invite you to take your church the question is where will you spend eternity to the extreme Extreme Team Missions with TCC allow you and your church to receive personal mentoring from some of the most experienced evangelists and open-air preachers in Canada. Do you think if you died today that you'd go to heaven? For more information on enlisting your team, visit thecrosscurrent.com slash extremeteammissions. Does your faith in the past affect your fate in the future? How do you think we got here? Creation or evolution? Uh, I'm leaning more towards evolution. Science seems to make a lot of sense to me. I honestly think it's probably a bit of both. I'm not sure, actually. Do you know if the Bible mentions dinosaurs? Well, of course they didn't. I am a Christian, just an FYI. Do you remember the term natural selection? I do. It's basically uh, how the stupid people die because they do stupid things. <laughs> okay. Tune in to the outreach radio show that's really got people talking. Going Back to the Future on the Cross Current Radio Show. Hi, this is Kirk Cameron, and you're listening to the Cross Current Radio Show. Thanks again for tuning in to our final episode of Fishing at the Falls on TCC Radio, our exclusive coverage of Extreme Team Missions with the Cross Current. In part one called Extreme Missions, we set the stage by giving you the what, the big picture purpose of Extreme Team Missions with TCC. In part two called Extreme Mentoring, we introduced you to the who of Extreme Team Missions, the faithful men and women who serve Christ by equipping his followers for the vital work of evangelism. In part three, called Extreme Momentum, we talked the why of Extreme Team Missions and the importance of growing a gospel groundswell in your church that'll move all saints to normalize sharing Christ. And in this final part four, called Extreme Multiplication, we covered the how of Extreme Team Missions. How can you get equipped to champion the cause of the gospel in your own local church and multiply the ministry of local missions in others? by being an equipping evangelist. For more information on getting equipped by example through Church Champions Training or Extreme Team Missions with TCC, please visit our ministry site at thecrosscurrent.com. Also, to hear this podcast and to access all resources related to this episode or any other TCC Radio programs, please visit tccradio.com. Well, thanks again for listening. I'm Corey McKenna, and from all of us here at the Cross Current and the Cross Current Radio Show, we thank God for you and for keeping the Cross Current in our culture. Hi, I'm Corey McKenna, president of the Cross Current. Will you help hear H E A R at home with us? Thanks to ministry partners like you, we were able to send me into the field full-time on July 1st, but to equip more Christians online and to engage more non-Christians on air, we need your support. 
To learn how to pray, give, and go with us, visit helphere.ca. That's H-E-L-P-H-E-A-R dot C-A. We thank God for you and your partnership in His gospel.